This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. More on pitching podcast from pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 31st. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. You're going to the Dodgers game tonight. I will be there. I believe we're in reserve 16. So if you are at the stadium and want to say hi, just uh, just send me a DM on Twitter. Let me know. I'd um, love to meet you. We're going to be there with a good amount of pitchless people as well. So should be a really fun time, and uh, I'll be on the tour as well. It's going to be so fun. So yeah, let me let me know that you are here. Uh, Andre Jackson was my lead yesterday, courtesy of Ben Dean for the headline. Uh, 5.2 innings, one earned run, three, two hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. And uh, yeah, this was, this was good from Andre Jackson. I don't really think I love what he does. Unfortunately, uh, his changeup is the best offering that he has. It's it's solid. It's just not one of those elite pitches, and everything else is just kind of whatever. He did go decently upstairs with a four seamer and and did locate sliders well too. But it's just not really that exciting. Um, and it was against the Royals here. I wouldn't really lean into this one uh, moving uh, forward here. It, you know, it, it is Nationals and Yankees, and there is an outside chance. But he's not someone I'm scrambling to get in my 12-teamers. Chris Bassett did well because it's Chris Bassett. Sandy Sandy Gray, the same thing. Zach Eflin, same thing. Jesus Lazardo, same thing. All those guys are just coming through because they should. Same with Kyle Hendricks. Really, you don't need me for this stuff, guys. Now, Hunter Green came around, and that's really good to see uh, With uh, against the Giants. Um, he didn't do well the first two starts. This was in Oracle Park, much better. It was weird seeing him go more sliders than, uh, than fastballs. But now with Seattle at Detroit at the Mets, I feel we're very confident. By the way, I should mention the Lizardo. Really good at avoiding the, sl- the slider inside the zone. And I think that's one been one of the things that's really burned him is too many hanging sliders this year. As the fastball command has been really good. And I uh, didn't do it this time. And yeah, so he dominated the Rays doing that. Okay. Uh, Ryan Pepio did exactly what he was supposed to do against the Dynamax. That's why we led with him as Gepetto. It didn't work. I know. Not my best SP random headline. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he got the win against the Diamondbacks. Exactly what you want to see. Now he gets the Marlins and Nationals next, and you should probably secure at least one more win with him in those two starts. Darius Vines. You don't know who that is. I didn't know who he was until pretty much yesterday. He made his MLB debut for Atlanta inside of Coors, and he throws a 90-mile-per-hour fastball. I was pretty much saying, yeah, there's no way this is something you want to chase. And what do you know? Six innings, 200 runs, four hits, one walk, and Five Ks, the red vines of uh, Darius, because he was so, so sweet, and you take him into movie theaters. 
you have a changeup that is legitimately his best pitch. Seven over 23 whiffs. It was the pitch he turned to. I get it. This is a good thing. It's interesting is he has a cutter and he has a cutter. <laughs> and what I mean by that is as four seamers, like a 90, 91, it has legitimate cut action. Like this is, I saw this go, oh, okay, I understand. It's not just like your standard straight fastball. It has some cut and that's kind of how he survives, but then it keeps it down as you should. If you have a cut fastball, you want it to be down and inside. You don't want it to be upstairs because it comes back down into the barrel. But if it's low, then you are going to get some grounders on it and you're going to get also some overly pulled um, barrels. That is, uh, batters are going to miss inside on it. So it would be foul balls or so down the right field line as a lefty, or they would miss away um, on it. Think of it like there are different ways to miss the barrel. There's above the barrel, there's below it, but when you are going away on a pitch, it's actually a tilted bat. And then you're going to miss kind of above it. It's weird. Uh, I'm going to stop rambling about this. I don't really love it, what Darius Vines does. It's a nice changeup. And if he does continue to pitch for Atlanta, that's one thing. But I feel like they just wanted to give some extra rest to the pitchers, considering they didn't have the off day today on Thursday. And I don't really think he's going to continue. And if he goes against the Cardinals, it's not so bad, because pitching for Atlanta is a wonderful thing to do. And when you throw enough strikes like he does, he has a good chance of making it work. So... I could see him as a Toby if he does get opportunities, but it's not something I need to go off and get. Um, unless it's, if it's confirmed against the Cardinals and 15 teamers, I would roll with him. Uh, Garrett Cole against the Tigers. Ace is going to ace. Remember Valdez against the, the Red Sox? You know, he had like no hits for a while in this one. Um, continuing on from the seven innings that he did previously. As he had a combined no hitter. But six innings, two hundred runs, five hits, zero walks, and five strikeouts. I'm so confused as to why Framber Valdez is not a curveball cutter guy anymore he's just sinker change he threw fewer than 10 curveballs and cutters individually i think it was like 15 combined like what is going on why those are your two best pitches valdez 18 percent usage on those two that's crazy i don't get it i don't know um he did well clearly so like what do i know right but it, it's just so strange to me brandon woodruff ace is gonna ace he earned a label with a golden goal here i mean i, I think anyone that starts Woodruff knows exactly what I'm talking about. Logan Webb did really well against the Reds, as he should have against the Reds in in Oracle Park. And when you don't host the host Atlanta, yeah, this is what happens. Um, Denny Denny Reyes went for the Mets against the the Rangers. I gave him the gold star because I had zero expectations here. Five point one innings of two and runs, three hits, zero walks, three Ks. I had less expectations from him than I did for uh, Vines because at least Vines is for Atlanta and the course is not as tough as uh, Rangers if you can believe it and he had a good change up and everything I don't really like what Reyes does but um, I'm actually I have a new term I'm curious what you guys think it's called the shag carpet and it's a young man's floor that is rookies have a worse floor than veterans it's just a natural thing of the many factors of one you have the jitters of your first year and the majors two they aren't polished with their command and three they don't have the experience that veterans do of how to adjust and figure out starts as they go. Um, and also, I should really say four, they don't generally have the same pitch counts as older pitchers do. So a shag carpet is what a young man puts on his floor. Um, it's, we just know this. So <laughs> so uh, a shag carpet is what I'm going to call rookies. If you guys hate it, if you come up with something else, please let me know. But anyway, with all that combined with Danny Reyes... Uh, Denny, uh, I shouldn't really have expected anything, and you shouldn't at all moving forward. It's slider change, returning nine lifts total, and that's really how this one worked, but 
I think this is just more of the Rangers just being a little bit cold at the moment. Uh, Tanner Bybee against the Twins, the way he was supposed to do. I still have heavy questions about his ability to command his pitches, but all right. I mean, we're just going to obviously roll with it. I'm not, you know, when I say that I have concerns or I have questions about command or whatever, it doesn't mean that I'm not starting him in leagues. It's something that I'm just kind of looking at and saying, okay, if I can get make a lateral move where, he, let's say he's overvalued or something, then uh, I would be trading him, right? But it doesn't mean that I'm benching him either. I'm not, not acknowledging that he's good, and I can obviously all be wrong about my assessment of him. But now that it's September, it's like, who cares? <laughs> like, you're going to be just starting him. You can't trade him. You're not going to drop him. Okay. Reed Detmers against the Phillies. Just been disappointing this year. Four innings of two in, turned runs, four hits, three walks, three Ks. Yeah, no. Um, Brendan White, you don't know who that is. Uh, he opened for Joey Wentz, who went five innings and four runs against the Yankees, so we're not cool there. Bryce Miller gave a poor quality start of six innings, three hundred runs, but seven hits, zero walks, five Ks. It's pretty much a Billy special, so whatever, we're fine with it. Uh, if only he had better command, he could have actually soared in this one. But at least it went six innings, you know, seven to five. Miles Michaelis is bad. Very poor quality start with two strikeouts and not a win. And like, why? <laughs> don't do it. Um, and Hell Zerpa against the Pirates went 5.2 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. He was fine. He's just not someone to chase. Um, uh, Zach Neal against the Mariners. Uh, he wasn't able to steal a win. Um, I, I kind of like his pitch separation. Like, he goes sinker, change up, arm side, four seamer, cutter, glove side. Um, but now he gets the Jays and the Angels. So, any sort of interest ahead is gone. Christopher Sanchez, Dean Dunning, Rich Hill, Dylan Cease. We got to talk about all these guys and more. We're going to talk about all of them after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Christopher Sanchez, it's time to move on, uh, unfortunately, because he didn't do well last night. His slider was good, but the change in sync were not. And the Padres and Atlanta are up next. And as a lefty against the Padres, he definitely won't do that. And he's not so overwhelmingly good. I mean, I understand for those in Sparp leagues, that's great. But you got Cole Reagans, right? So you're fine. You're totally fine. Uh, Dane Dunning against the Mets, we should move on to because the slider and cutter that once were really great are not good anymore, so we don't do that. Rich Hill against the Cardinals, no thank you. Um, Brandon fought against your Dodgers. I'm saying York because I'm in LA right now, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't do well because it's the Dodgers, but he gets Rocky Road, so we start him there. Okay. Dylan Cease against the Orioles earned a share of the Gallows pull at 19 whiffs, 7 Ks, but 9 base runners and 5 earned runs. We got the win, though, but man... Dylan sees, do you just want to roster? I mean, it's up to you. If you need strikeouts, I get it. But it's going to be a ratio hit. It's not guaranteed that's always going to be bad. I'm not saying that this isn't forever. Like, he's going to have a good start or two the rest of the way. It's just so risky. 
And uh, I saw Eric Cross put out a tweet saying, would you rather Cole Reagans or Dylan Cease next year? You guys know the answer to that. It's Cole Reagans. But the strikeouts, yeah, I get it. I get it. But man, he just, he's, Dylan Cease has lost people leagues because you've stayed with him the entire year. And I understand why you did. And I think I was even suggesting it. And it's just, yeah, he just pulled you down so far. Um, Kyle Freeland, not very good because he faced the faced Atlanta in course, but like, when is he really actually good? Um, Cutter Crawford against the Astros. Yeah, we don't really want to do that. It could, it's possible he comes back now that the tough matchups are over and then he gets the raise. I don't know. If there's something else you want to go for, then uh, I, you know, it's not like a must get for me. Patrick Corbin against the Jays is the Jays and it's Patrick Corbin. And you also have Kyle Gibson being a cherry bomb because he does poorly against good teams and then, sorry, against weak offenses and good matchups. And then kills it against great teams. And this was against the White Sox. So, of course, he did poorly. What is... It doesn't make any sense. 4.1 innings, 700 runs, 9 hits, 0 walks, and 2 Ks. He's a true cherry bomb in this way. All right, looking forward to today's games. I mean, I apologize. The the Yankees and the uh, Detroit Tigers have restarted. But you knew this. You want to start Clark Schmidt. And you didn't want to start Matt Manning. Okay? Cool. But it's Spencer Strider and it's the auto start. Schmidt is the probable start. Questionable start is Braxton Garrett, Lance Lynn, and Matt Manning. And you want to don Pedro Avila and Sean Benaya are your do not starts. This is very simple stuff. I talked about it yesterday. Um, and we're all good there. Now, the interesting stuff, of course, is the big one for Friday. We've got 32 games. Pitchers. 16 games. We have a doubleheader. Okay. Uh, Zach Wheeler, Tyler Glasnow, Freddie Peralta, Max Scherzer are the aces going to ace. So they're up there. Justin Verlander, Yuri Perez, Kodai Senga, Logan Gilbert, and James Paxson. None of these have a bad matchup. If you have them, you are automatically starting them. It's more of a question, I think, in the probable start here. Michael Walker might be a little bit uh, hesitant after his last bat start, but it's against the Giants. You do that one. Eduardo Rodriguez against the, the White Sox is fine, and we go with that. Graham Ashcraft is in such a good groove. You're going to do that against the Cubs, even though it's the Cubs. Mitch Keller is against the, the Cardinals. You're going to do that because he's gotten two great starts in a row with that amazing cutter. And we hope that sticks. Now, the last three are all guys that are normally in the auto start tier. And you do whatever you feel is right. Because these are three guys that I generally just throw out there regardless. But they don't have the aces going to ace label yet. So there is some question. And it's Max Freed against the Dodgers. Julio Urias against Atlanta. That's going to be a wonderful game on Friday night, by the way. That's going to be so much fun. I've also always compared these two guys. So this is going to be great. And then you have Joe Ryan against Texas. He did just do... I think decently well against Texas, if I remember correctly. It, all of it can go well. Like, don't just say, like, oh, no, those offenses, that's it. You're done. No. Those could be good starts for you. It's about your team situation, if you want to take those chances or not. I think I'm just going to do it. Questionable start here. You have JP France against the Angels. He's our uh, stream pick of the day. I know J, JP Sears is not, not... I'm sorry, did I say JP France? I meant JP Sears um, for Oakland. The Angels are in such a rough position uh, it sounds like Otani won't be hitting tomorrow. So you don't have Trout. You don't have Otani. You don't have anyone. Like, who is that lineup? Um, and Sears can score a ton of strikeouts here. Uh, yeah, Patrick Sandoval against the Athletics on the other side. He has not had a slider and changeup both in one start for ages. But both of those are actually decent uh, questionable start options. Carlos Rodon, I see this as crossing my fingers, the breakout start, because everyone's going to say no against the Astros. And this is questionable, which pretty much says no, don't generally do it. But man, I feel like he's getting better. And I this would be the one where he would really showcase himself. But it's the Astros, so if you don't want to do it, that's fine. I mean, I think really Sirius and Sandoval are, are, are arguably second tier, while Rodon is the real start of the questionable start tier. Dakota Hudson against the Pirates, he just did really poorly against the Cardinals. Hopefully the... 
No, I'm sorry, not against the Cardinals. Um, against the Phillies last time out. But uh, if he does have that slider that had a 23% swing strike rate, that actually could be legit against the Pirates. So it's a decent chance there. Jordan Wicks looked really good in his debut, but now it's in Cincinnati, which is a lot riskier. It's a really nice changeup, though. Uh, you have Hyunjin Ryu in cores, which stinks. Um, he's a Toby. But the ceiling isn't too high anyway. So, yeah, not a big fan of that. Cole Irvin against the uh, the Diamondbacks. Maybe that works. You can maybe still win there. Same with Jake Irvin against the Marlins. I don't really love this stuff, but sometimes it doesn't work. And Tuki Desant is a strikeout play against the Tigers. Um, it, you just got to throw 35% curve balls there, Tuki. Okay, cool. Thanks. Do not start here. I don't like Zach Davies against the Orioles. Chris Flexen against the Jays. Kyle Quantrill on a still ill back. Which I don't even like him when he's not on a still ill. And he gets the race, so no thank you. And uh, Jordan Lyles, Ben Lively, Caleb Killian, and Tristan Beck rounded out. All right, that is it for today. Thanks so much for uh, bearing with me with this whole California trip. I'm back on Sunday. So you're going to see regular scheduled programming on Monday. We're actually going to have the scheduled edition of the list live streamed on Monday. So definitely tune in for that. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babs be low and your strikeouts high.